What is up, you wonderful, fantastic, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell, Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, guess what is going to be May 31st, 2023, episode 25, season four, you guys. I'm going to be talking to you guys today about the process of a promise in your life. If you're a Christian, you follow Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you're trying to figure out how to grow and develop in this thing and move forward in your salvation, um, you've heard that God has promises. Maybe you know God has promises. Maybe you know that God is, you know, um, you have, how can I different? How can I say this? I've been talking to my kids about this the last couple days. I was asking them, how do you know God's speaking to you? Right? A lot of people say that, but can we discern that? And I love to say, instead of God speaking to you, why not? Can you discern God's thoughts for you? Because at the end of the day, when you have thoughts rolling through your head about certain things, that's what they are. Okay. The Lord is going to use his thoughts that he has for you, right? And he's going to reveal them to you. You will become conscious of them. That's the whole function of the Holy Spirit. God has given you his Holy Spirit so you would know what he meant in the written word as well as God shows himself to you personally, okay? And there's so much scripture to back that up. Look at Jesus Christ walking with his disciples. Jesus already said, blessed are those who um, know him. Good morning, Aaliyah. I'll be out in just a minute, okay? Good morning, sweetheart. I'll be out in just a minute, baby. I'm doing my podcast, okay? okay. All right. So I'm going to make this quick, you guys. But uh, I want to talk to you guys really quick today just about the process of a promise coming to pass. And I really want to focus on, you know, the thing that gets in the way the most. So three things just to keep in mind. Number one, this is very simple. God is going to speak to you through his written word or revealed word, okay? If you have a relationship with Christ... He, as you seek him, cause that's, that's what that needs to happen. I don't know how many Christians are out there that, you know, like they're conscious that the Lord is forgiving them, but it's like, that's as far as it goes. There's supposed to be this, um, interaction with the Lord. You're supposed to literally be taking your life, your circumstances, uh, your, the things in your heart, your burdens, the things you're excited about, the things, your desires, right? It says, ask him and you're supposed to bring those to him. And then he gives you ideas about those things. He brings things up that maybe need to be addressed, okay? But the point is, is um, having a relationship with Christ, there's supposed to be this reciprocation, right? Where he shares his thoughts to you through his word. That's where it starts, right? You need to know what God has to say, but you don't always know what he means. How do I know by that? Have you ever had any kind of conflict in any relationship where you thought you knew what they meant, but then you start talking a little bit more and you're like, oh, wait a second. It's the same thing with the word of God. You can know the word of God, but if you, if you feel you're in bondage to it, that shows you right there that uh, you need to get some things cleared up. You need to ask the Lord what he meant by what he said, because God's word should never put shackles on you. It should never feel like a burden. If it does, those are the things that God uses to draw us to him. Okay. We're not supposed to lean on our own understanding. We're supposed to go to him when we don't understand. If you feel frustrated, right? We got to be careful. Um, you know, to not let those things be indicators of anything of how God feels about us too. But I digress. So number one, the process of a promise. God's going to speak to you in his written word, revealed word. Um, you know, you should know why you came to Christ. You should understand the function of him being in your life. Number one, right? He came to forgive us, to, you know, save us, give us salvation. What is salvation, you guys? Salvation is any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. So that's what the Lord's going to do. He's going to give that to you. And then you have to then you actually have to take the concept of salvation and apply it in the context of your life. Where do you need 
where do you need deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin? Right? He's like, he gives it to us. And he, how does he do that? How does he deliver us? God will either give you peace that goes beyond circumstances or he'll give you ideas. He'll give you a strategy. He'll provide means for you. He'll give you, you know, how to get out of those situations. Okay. So God's going to speak to you. You're going to be in a situation. You need what he has. Boom. Um, the, the Israelites went through it when they cried out to God because of the oppression of the Egyptians. Um, and then the Lord went to Moses, spoke to him, says, Hey, you know, I've heard the cries of my people. And then, um, so that's going to be the same thing with you. You have, there has to be, you have to be conscious of, of why you need God in your life. Do you realize what you need him for? Do you realize you need salvation? Do you realize you need wisdom and insight and understanding beyond what you have the ability to possess at times? Do you guys know everything you need to be doing to, to be growing and progressing in your life? No. And that's the other thing. God's spirit, a spirit is just thoughts, emotions, and a will. God will give you the thoughts, the emotions, and the will that you need to produce good in your life. And if you knew how to do that all the time, you would be doing that. If you're not doing that all the time, that just shows you that you're lacking something. We as humans, we're not born all knowing. We need to be able to go outside of ourselves to access those things that we need. And God's spirit does that for us. Okay. So number two, after God speaks, you accept it. That's so basic, but Jesus even talked about that in the parable of the sower, right? Those who hear the word, you can hear something, but that doesn't mean you're hearing it rightly or interpreting it the way it needs to be interpreted. The Pharisees heard the word of God and they denied who he was in the flesh. You can hear what someone's saying to you, but that doesn't mean you know what they mean. You can let your own conclusions get in the way. That's why Jesus said they hear, but then, you know, this happens. Or they hear and then they get worried and choked out, right? So there's different dynamics. We can do another video on that some other time. But the last one, he goes, those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. Have you literally accepted? Believe just means to accept what is true. Have you accepted the very fact that Jesus' words are true? What's true? It's reality. You got two options in life. You can either walk by your reality and your conclusions and your assumptions, your beliefs. Me and my husband were talking about that this morning. You know, how beliefs are formed. Or you can realize that, you know what? Sometimes the things that I believe are not serving me. Have you ever, again, we talked, I just said this a couple seconds ago. If you know God's word, but it seems like it's a burden to you, there's something there that needs to change, right? There is a belief. There is something you've become convinced of that you've accepted is true that you need to let go. This is why you need Jesus Christ. Number one, you need a place where you can confess those things to, right? You need to be able to know that you're not going to be condemned or judged by the same God you claim you serve, right? You need to know that the God that you serve is going to have your back all the time. You need to understand that you're not always going to be on the same page as him. And you still need to find refuge in the same God that you're following that you're like, oh man, I better do what he says, right? There's a lot of Christians out there that are like that. You know, as soon as they become conscious of them not walking the ways the Lord wants them to, they start separating themselves from the Lord instead of realizing that the same God who gave you the law is the same one who gives you the ability to fulfill it. You cannot do it by yourself because you don't possess all the understanding that God does that he will literally give to you. So that's the second thing. You've got to accept it. All right. But let's dig into this really quick, you guys. So number three, what's the other part of a promise coming to pass? The pruning process. This is the hardest part of this thing happening. It's super easy to hear you know, you, you, you come to know the function of Christ in your life. Okay, I need to be forgiven. 
I would like to be restored. I would like to have an abundant life. I want the good God has. Absolutely. All right. And then you have to accept those good things. But then as you go along this road, you realize, you know what? I'm not always accepting the good that God wants to give me. Sometimes I deny it. Sometimes I run from it. Sometimes I get frustrated with God. Sometimes I don't want to accept what he has to say. And these are the things that we got to address. This is the pruning process I'm talking about. These and these things right here are the very things that are going to get in the way of you seeing God's plans fulfilled in your life. And we're going to be talking about what's getting in the way. So pruning process. Let's talk about that. What is God pruning away? That's, that's the first thing we need, we need to ask ourselves. So let's ask a couple questions first. How did he test the Israelites in the desert? Do you guys remember when he delivered them? Number one, they were praying to God about this, right? God deliver us from the Egyptians. God, you know, heard their cry. He's going to deliver them. They're literally out of the bondage that they were, that they were seeking to be free from. Isn't that pretty incredible? Isn't that amazing sometimes? Have you guys ever lost perspective? Have you ever prayed that God would help you? And he did, and now you're out of it, but then it looks like the situation you're in is actually worse than the bondage that you were delivered from. The Israelites were underneath Pharaoh. They, they weren't free. So God delivers them. Now they're in the desert, and they're like, dude, this is worse off. Wait a second, God. You've come, brought us out here to die. You guys, I'm going to be doing another video on this, really going a little bit deeper on this whole process of the process that God uses to bring his words to pass. If we don't understand this, we are going to bail out of the process. Okay. So what is it? God's pruning. How do you test the Israelites? Okay. He go, he says he, he gave a man and he did these things so that they would know what was in their hearts. If they were going to listen to the Lord or not. Did you know God will test you? It's not always the devil. You guys, I don't know. You know what I mean? God wants you to know in your own heart if you are going to live by his words or not. Are you going to live by what you see, the circumstances, or are you going to live by the reality of what God said? Which, in this case, he told them, I'm going to bring you to a land of milk and honey. They were in transition. The desert was not the final destination. It's a place they had to pass through. But they didn't realize that God was using that place to pass through as a way to um, help them throw off the mindsets that developed when they were in Egypt. Same thing with you. Did you guys know you have certain mindsets that you developed when you were growing up with your mom and dad and your family cultures and your environments that can that are getting in the way of God working in your life and you have to be willing to let those things go? You have to go through a transition phase where you are literally in the desert per se, learning to unlearn those things and put on new mindsets. You guys, the Israelites only knew how to be slaves. They didn't know how to be free people. What was that like? They didn't even know, they couldn't even defend themselves. There are certain things that they had to know before they were going into this place. Because God's like, look, you guys are going to have to fight. But they weren't ready to fight. Sometimes you think you're ready for something and you're not, you know? Seriously. It's like, Lord, give me the wisdom and the understanding to see how you're preparing me for the things I've asked you for. Right? Things I'm unlearning. Things I have to put into perspective. Lord, wait a minute, you delivered me. You're going to take me to this place now. You are doing something here. You are helping me see, right? He, so the question was, how did he test the Israelites in the desert? Would they hold on to his words? That's the same question you, that's the same, that's the same thing you got to answer. So let's look at the next thing. What else happens in this process, right? What can get in the way of God's word, you know, not coming to pass in your life is you not understanding the pruning process and the things that are getting in your way. 
So what does God do through this process where you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you were, <laughs> right? You're in that middle period. So check this out. God reveals our voids, strongholds, words that are governing our life instead of his. How do you know God's word is not governing your life? Well, what are you referencing when you're in situations that aren't ideal? What do you go back on? Oh man, it's always going to be this way. Who told you that? I'm always going to be broke. Who told you that? Some of those patterns you learned growing up because you did grow up in poverty. I grew up in poverty, you guys. I told you that. I grew up with two alcoholic parents. My, my stepdad was super abusive. Me and my mom were homeless for a time as a kid. All right. I, um, the only security I had was my biological dad who was not in my life, by the way. He, he paid child support every month though. So that was great. I was grateful for that because, um, it was the only stability I had as a kid. It was $366 a month. That's not a lot of money, you guys. But in the environment I was in, instead of my mom taking my birthday money as a kid, cause she did and, and anything else that we got as kids, when that money came in, it brought me some peace. I learned to get my stability and peace off of my circumstances like that. You guys, I've had to unlearn that over the last 17 years following the Lord. Do you guys see how your environments have shaped you? And, and there's some things that you just have to let go of and say, Lord, I'm not there anymore. You know, heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. Did you know that God's people are healed with a word? Is that not true? You, you get underneath another, you get another perspective and all of a sudden you see things differently. It's like, wow, that came with a word. Nothing changed per se, but how you saw it, the way how you viewed something in your mind, how you put the information together, right? The thoughts, conclusions that you've come to. So in this process of going from where you were to where you're, to where you want to be, where God's going to take your life, right? God's promises come into pass, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, give us hope in the future. Jesus says, I've come to give you life. You have it abundantly. You would do even greater things than I did. It's a process of you unlearning, just like the disciples. <laughs> they had to become convinced that Jesus was who he says. And the good thing about the disciples is they slowly, they slowly surrender like, Lord, you are the Christ, man. I've seen you do all these things, Lord, right? God, Jesus was working in the context of their life, just like he's going to do for you today. That's why he's giving you the spirit. If you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. God's going to work in your life the exact same way. All right. So you got to be able to identify your voids, your strongholds. What's a stronghold? A stronghold is a place of protection. Now, as you, as you've been growing up, you've had certain things happen to you and you protected yourself. You built walls. All right. Well, that's good for a time, but can you recognize when those walls that you've built are no longer serving you in the current season you're in because you're no longer in those environments? Sometimes those are just habits that we have, right? We got to ask the Lord. And you also know if you are, if you, if your stronghold is separating you from God to where you find yourself being frustrated and angry and, and all those kinds of things, you know, you're not hiding in him. At that point, you're hiding in your own understanding, you've, you know, your own refuge that you've made. And that's normal. That's human. Did you know that's what we do, you guys? We want to feel safe in our, in our worlds, you know, and that's normal. But now we have to understand how those ways that we felt safe are getting in the way of God's goodness coming to pass in our life. The Israelites were used to the security of Pharaoh feeding them and giving them food. Now they have to be out in the desert. There's nobody out there doing that for them anymore, right? God's providing for them. It's different. The security's different. You know, I remember, uh, you guys recall back in 2020 when everyone was buying up all the toilet paper and everything's flying off the shelves like crazy? Does anybody else out there live paycheck to paycheck like me? Right? You get a paycheck every two weeks. My husband's been, you know, providing for me and our seven kids for the last, you know, 
15 years, I've been homeschooling my kids. We've lived off of one income so I could be home and homeschool my kids full time, you know, and take care of our house and do all the kind of things that need to be done around here to make this economy keep going. Make sure the bills are paid, get the groceries done, the laundry, the dishes, teach the kids, right? Those, those things that we don't think are real, that important unless you have it and you're like, wow, I got a lot of peace in my life, right? So anyway, I remember everything's flying off the shelves in 2020 and I was starting to feel anxious. I was like, Lord, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, right? You know, and, and looking back, I know how many times the Lord's provided for me, but do you guys ever lose perspective? I totally was. And I was like, Lord, you know, what the heck? What are we going to do? Everybody's saying stock up. Everybody's saying this or that. I don't got nothing stocked up, Lord. He was like, Ashley, this thought crossed my mind. Ashley, how bad was it for the Israelites in the desert? And I was like, Lord, they were in the desert and they still ate and they had food. <laughs> and they brought nothing with them. Right? So that's the point. That's how good our God is, right? You are not always going to be in a season where you're prepared like everybody tells you to. You literally have to learn to live off of God's faithfulness that he's going to provide. Did you know that Jesus already said his words will never pass away, but this, but this world will pass away? You guys should check out the video that I did a while ago on Facebook called Even Jacob Ran Out of Grain. He was stocked up, but eventually he had to go somewhere else to get the food he needed. And guess what? God had that taken care of and there was blessings in store for him that he had no idea. That's another conversation. The point is God's always working in ways that you don't even know. And you have to know that his words are going to carry you through. They will never pass away. Even though, check this out. Look at the, look at the circumstances with the Israelites. Let's go back to Egypt, right? They heard that God was going to deliver them. But guess what? Pharaoh was trying to do everything he could to make sure that wasn't going to happen. But guess what? God's word still came to pass regardless of the circumstances around them. And it's the same thing for you today. And you guys got to get that inside of you now. ASAP. This world is not going to get any easier, you guys. Seriously. Don't we know this? Come on. Has, has things not been shaky for people the last, the last few years? Yeah, of course. I mean, the Lord already said these things were going to happen. Right. But how many of you are actually rooted in the reality that, you know, you can stake your life on God's words? You need to ask yourself that. OK, these are things you need to understand. So let's continue on here. OK, so. So, um, OK, God reveals our voids, strongholds that are governing our life instead of his again. So what words, what perspectives are governing your life that are not from God? You need to be real enough with him to bring those things to him because you cannot free yourself from those things. All right. Have you ever been in bondage to yourself by your own thinking and understanding? Right. Have your, has your own thinking ever been a burden to you? Of course, you guys, I'm telling you, this is why we need Jesus Christ. So let me, let me, let me, let me uh, look at this really quick. Just, okay. We are just, okay. That's what, that's, that's what they said. We're just out here to die. That's why we're in Egypt. We're just out here to die. Instead of seeing it as the process of being free and becoming their own nation. Was that not really the reality when you look back at that story? The Lord was like, look, there's some things you got to unlearn out here. You got to learn to rely on me and not other people. They had literally physically relied on Pharaoh for their survival. And now they're in a place where there's nobody outside of them except for the people that are coming with them. Right? The ones who are, you know, being led by God. Right? And God provided for them. Like, hey, I'm going to take care of you. I want you to understand that no matter what, I'm going to be there. Whose words are you going to live by? He already said, man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from him. Have you made that conclusion in your life yet? It's very vulnerable to trust God. Trusting him is going to be the most vulnerable thing you'll ever do. 
right? Because you're not going to always live by what you see. If the, And again, that's what the Israelites started doing when it didn't look like they were going to get free. Things got harder for them. Lord, why is this happening? You know, never mind, Moses, you're an idiot. You're just here to destroy us. But then after they literally got out and God says he, they were going to plunder the Egyptians, which they did, they took all their silver and gold and everything, walked out of there, saw the Red Sea split. Now they're in the desert. And what are they remembering? I want you to ask yourself that when you're in difficulty, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time and you are, feel like you're in a difficult spot, what are you remembering? Are you remembering how it was before? Is your mind somewhat glamorizing the bondage that you actually prayed God would get you out of? Or are you like, wait a second, can you put a pause on your mind for a second and just say, wait a second, Lord, you know what? You've delivered me. I was here and you brought this to pass. How are you using this, Lord, to prepare me for what's ahead? These are important things to ask ourselves. They, and again, they had never been their own nation before. They were slaves. They, and God was getting ready to prepare them to be their own nation, have their own economy. Hello, people. Did you know the body of Christ is supposed to be that? But that's, I digress. That's another conversation. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. Did you know God's people collectively become their own nation and economy that is powered by God himself, by his words. If you don't know God in you through the Holy Spirit, you're never going to see this in your life. You're just going to keep doing the same old same, right? And then you're going to blame God because you're not willing to submit the things in your life that are getting in the way, right? You don't have that kind of security and relationship with God. And I told you guys this before. This is why people need living water. That's what Jesus said. I'm the living water. What's living water? You need to be in a relationship with Christ where there's no condemnation. What's condemnation? Condemnation is expressing an opinion against yourself. If you're consistently doing that, you don't have water in you. You need to ask the Lord, Lord, get, I want to have that kind of dynamic with you. I want to be able to be in a relationship with you where I'm not, I'm not expressing an opinion against myself because I'm not always doing what you want me to do, right? God will give you what you need. He'll help you see things differently so you can obey him the way you want to, but you're not going to do it if you ignore the things in you that God's trying to prune away. So, God, okay, he reveals uh, what we're eating on. Whose words are you pregnant with, <laughs> right? Whose words are governing your life? Your own, someone else's, or God's? You have to ask yourself these questions. How do you know you're being governed by, by God's words? Well, you're reading his word. You're spending time with God. You're getting to know him. You're asking him questions. You're seeking him. He's, you have new ideas and perspectives. Again, can you even identify God's thoughts within you? If you cannot, you cannot do this process. All right, but it's not complicated. Right? You have to start filling your mind with the words of God so he can reveal those things to you and you can start taking your life. And did you know that your life is supposed to marry God? Right? You guys are supposed to be one. You're literally supposed to take your life and bring it to him and he brings himself to you and everything he's got to bring to the table. Right? And you guys become one in that way. If that's not happening, you're not going to see this dynamic happening in your life. You're always just going to be on the outskirts watching everyone else grow and prosper in their relationship with God while you're sitting on the sidelines right? I'm giving you guys the, the tools that you need to really make this happen in your life. Okay. Make it real. Not just something like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Right. But it's a distant thing. Don't you want it? Don't you want it to become real in your life? God wants it to be real, but you got to be real. All right. So God's going to reveal whose words you are eating on. Whose words are you pregnant with? How do you know whose words you're pregnant with? Look what's produced in your life. Whose words are you holding on to? Which words do you like nurture and support? Do you support your strongholds and the negativity and the anxiety and the stress and the burden and you let those thought loops just play in your mind over and over again? 
Or do you, are you conscious enough to be like, wait a second, God, this is separating me from you. There's an injury here. I need more of your love and your grace, God, in these places in my life. It's really vulnerable to submit these things to you, Lord, because I don't want to. You know why we don't give up those strongholds? It's because we don't want to go through the same thing that we went through that caused us to build those strongholds to begin with. It's very vulnerable, as I said. That's what it is to be a Christian, though. You got to leave all your security of Egypt behind and go into the unknown where God is going to do these things. He's going to build you up into the people he needs you to be. Did you know God's people are not supposed to be slaves? But I digress. So, last thing, you guys, and then we're going to stop here. So, in Deuteronomy 8, 8, 2 through 5, let me go over there really quick, you guys. And then I'm going to get off this podcast. And then on Friday, if you guys join me on Facebook, we're going to be talking about, you know, the whole dynamic of, you guys hear when God chastens us, you know, disciplines us. What do you guys think about discipline? Do you guys think about getting a swat like when you were a kid? That's what I think of. But I want to break that down a little bit because in Deuteronomy, you guys, we're going to read this really quick. So this is Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. And then, and it says, and you shall remember that the Lord, your God led you all these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commands or not. Are you going to keep God's words or not? Your circumstances are going to reveal that about you. And then once they reveal that you realize, oh Lord, I'm not going to keep your words. That's where you, need, you better run to him. You better humble thyself. So he, hum- so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but, li- but lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Check that out. Did you know every time that you are hungering or you're in a difficult situation because these guys were literally hungering in the desert right they had they didn't have access to food like they did in egypt though they probably didn't have as much access to it as they thought they did right they had to wait to be fed god would send it down they had to go get it at certain times did you know that when you realize that you're in, how do you approach this like mentally and emotionally right within your own heart and mind when you are realizing that you are in some type of difficulty and you bring that to god when he's testing you He's going to give you manna from heaven. What does that mean? God is going to give you new words and perspectives, right? That's a manna from heaven. That's a new insight. That's the whole point of God's spirit being in you. He's going to give you a new way to see that situation. That is how God feeds us within, right? That's the conduit right there. You have to realize where you're hungry, where you're thirsty. Why do you think Jesus already said, do you know that you're blind and naked? Do you realize your limitations? All right. Once you do that, come to me. All right. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to restore you. So you actually see, right? You don't see, you recognize you're blind. He even asked the Pharisees that. So when you recognize you're blind and you're deaf and you know, that's a pretty vulnerable situation to be in. Is it not when you literally can't see or hear on this earth, right? And they rely on things outside of them. That's what's going to happen with you. You have to realize you're blind and deaf and naked and poor. And once you do that and you come before the Lord and you talk to him about it, he's going to start restoring those areas of your life with new ideas, thoughts, perspectives, right? He's going to heal you from the inside out. And that's that right there is going to be your confidence and foundation to live out the grace that God's supporting to your life as a result of the new fruit you will produce in your life because you brought those things to him. You brought those thought processes and those ways of seeing things that had you in the gutter. And then you let God's spirit talk, you know, minister to you through his thoughts. I'm not going to say talk because a lot of people think for some reason that's weird, even though you have thoughts in your head, right? I'm trying to make it simple for everybody. Can you pay attention to the thoughts that are in your head that are coming from God, right? And that's, and that's, those are how, what are some key things? How do you know it's God's uh, thoughts for you? God will always give you peace. 
all right? He's always going to try to draw you in. But anything that tries to separate you, you know those are not thoughts from him. Sometimes those are just your own injuries. You need to be able to bring anything that's separating you from God to God, okay? So check this out. Let's finish this up here. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. And you guys, I'm going to break that down on Friday. So you guys better be sure to go check out my Facebook page, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. I'm going to upload a video on Friday morning talking about that. You know, how did your parents deal with discipline with you? Like, what do you think of when you hear the word discipline? What is the function of discipline? And if we don't understand this, as God was disciplining them, God is going to discipline you. You have to understand this dynamic. And if you do not, you will not see, you will literally take yourself out of the process of God's promises coming to pass in your life. Okay. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. A brand new podcast just released today. It's called, what do you need to see in God? All right. And this kind of, I guess this would fit a line, fit in line with what I just talked about. You guys can download the podcast on iTunes, Google, Google cast, Spotify. I use Spotify, you guys, just for the music aspects, especially, but, um, go to a pot, you know, check out a platform that has podcasts, daily encouragement with Ashley Campbell's on there. You guys can download it, listen to it. And, uh, you know, that's one way for you guys to connect with me. Find me on Facebook, um, daily encouragement with Ashley Campbell, where I share videos and content on there as well. But, uh, that's all I have for you guys today. Do not let your strongholds and the, and the things you realize that need to change, get in the way, bring those to him and let God transform you in the process with his love and his grace and his truth. Okay. So you guys have an awesome rest of the day and I will talk to you next time.